0: Hello, everybody. This is Tito Bort, CEO at Altisales, uh, with another superstar series here. Um, This one's going to be a fun one because it's slightly different from what we've done before. We've seen reps who are very specifically good at cold calling or specifically good at direct mail, or email or things like that. And today we have an SDR who has just incredible business acumen. And he is a master of the SDR craft and a lifelong kind of like learner of becoming an expert. Um so it's just a pleasure to have him here. Um Jeremy Levier, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on, Tito. Great to be here and I'm look forward looking forward to talking to you.
0: Yeah, man. Um so much fun, so many cool things uh that I've uh, heard about you and of course impressed with 69 booked meetings in one month uh you've beaten even our internal record of 47 um, which i was really proud of um Mm -hmm. so i am both heartbroken and jealous but also excited because i'm gonna i'm gonna learn something from you today that's my that's my goal
1: hopefully yeah six and that was only my second month second full month with the company um at here at lead IQ and it was just uh, I think last week was my three-month mark um, that I've been with lead IQ so I had I set 141 meetings in my first three months here
0: that is just incredible I'm gonna dive a little bit bit deeper into that because if you're listening to this you're like 140 meetings like oh you're probably blasting the market like crazy and just like no there were no other SDRs ever before and like there's all these other like hacky hacky ways to just bring really bad quality meetings but I've talked to you before this podcast a little bit and uh, I've, I've inspected that and make sure that these are actual good quality meetings that are positive pipeline and are going to bring revenue to the company. But before we dive into that, you know, I want to give um, the audience a little bit of context, like tell us uh, where do you work? What does the company do? What are you selling? Who's your target market also? Like who do you sell to all, all that? gives us a, a little bit of background.
1: Yeah, sure. So I'm a, BDR, SDR, ADR, whatever, whatever you want to call it, with LeadIQ. Um, LeadIQ is a startup. We've been around for about four, four years now. Um, we're a sales enablement tool um, that is a combination data and workflow. Being able to um, seamlessly in real time get verified data like direct dials, um, cell phone numbers, and email addresses for uh, pretty much anybody that you could want to sell to, um, and getting that data. Um, from anywhere on the web, including LinkedIn or company websites, um, into the sales tools that a company might use, like their CRM, sales loft outreach, stuff like that, and uh, just makes a sales rep job, specifically an SDR's job, um, a heck of a lot easier. And so I'm selling to sales leaders. Um, sometimes it ends up being a marketing leader, director of sales ops, you know, marketing ops, sales ops, um, SDR managers, VP of sales, that kind of thing.
0: Cool. Yeah. So you're you're selling the data. You're helping companies get emails and phone numbers. And actually, something you guys um, really really talk about is getting a lot of direct dials through cell phones. Um, mm-hmm. so actually, we we just purchased um, lead IQ ourselves, and we're testing it out. Mm-hmm. We'll report back with more results uh, in the next uh, upcoming weeks or whatever. But mm-hmm. um, I'm really excited to dive a little bit deeper into your work. Right. So uh, we already kind of like broke the news to to the audience here 69 meetings in a month but uh what's your split like what how many of those are inbound how many of those are mm-hmm. outbound how do you classify them right is a white paper download inbound or outbound um help mm-hmm. us understand where, where these are coming from what you're doing
1: yeah sure so um 90 i'd say 90 percent, maybe 95 percent um, of what i do is outbound um and so you know i'm doing i'm really st- trying to strategically target different accounts um to go after and and leads to go after um and and set some meetings um the month last month when i had 69 meetings some of them i think like 18 20 of them were from an event we uh we had a booth at the AAISP leadership summit um but it's not like i just You know it was just booking meetings with anybody that came to the booth i mean i had to actually have a good conversation with them there had to be actual interest there Um, and i had to be able to really think on my feet and be nimble and you know i can't just do a bunch of research and then call them or do a bunch of research and come and then email them like these are people it's just like real time they're just coming up to the booth and i had to really think on my on my feet really quickly look at their badge and and put two and connect the dots be like okay that's the name of their company that's their title and that's their name, and then try to figure out what industry that they're in, how they might be able to use Lead IQ, what our value might be based on their company and based on their title, what their role is, um, and be able to just ask some questions. And you know, I knew that they weren't going to stay at our booth very long and be able to, uh, to get some meetings that way and, and set the meeting right there with them at the booth. So I got um, about 10 of them with them at the booth and then 10 others from that event That I had to follow up with them afterwards. Um, but we consider those outbound. That I think there was only like six or seven out of the sixty-nine that were that were actually inbound.
0: Okay. So six or seven that came to the website requested some info or or like drift.
1: Yeah. Or like or they called the talk to sales line or something like that. Yeah.
0: Okay, fantastic. So six or seven through websites, that's sixty-two outbound. 42 direct outbound, 20 marketing qualified through an event outbound. Well, I call that warm outbound. I have a blog about it, so I agree with you that mm-hmm. I consider that outbound. Um, that's really cool. So, like, internally, you know, like, your your quota and what do you get measured on and and usually comped on, what does that look like? Is it uh, just you just got to book the meeting or does it have to show up? Do you get comped on revenue closed or a combination of a few different things? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, so um, my quota is really is just like on outbound, outbound ops, opportunities generated. Um, I got to get at least 15 each month. Um, and and then I'm also comped on um, the opportunities, but also um, revenue from um, closed closed deals as well. Um, so we have a, a little bit of a shorter sales cycle usually. Um, so there's some motivation there to not just book meetings, but book meetings that are going to turn into closed deals.
0: Okay. Yeah, that sounds good. I think I might've been the longest sales cycle in your company. I've been, I've been, uh, <laughs> I, I think the first time I looked through three it was or four like months a year ago. Yeah. It feels oh, wow. like forever.
1: A year. Um, yeah. That is a long sales cycle. Sometimes it'll, it could be up to a year. Like if, you know, maybe a customer had just signed a contract like a month or two ago, you know, with one of our competitors and then they end up closing like. You know, ten months later, um, yeah. but usually it, it's it's a shorter sales cycle than that.
0: I think that was the case. I think I started looking at you guys maybe in September last year, and I had bought something in August. And uh, you know, my team wasn't big enough to bring two or three data sources. And then like, I I signed up for another uh, competitor also selling data in January or February, and then uh, or maybe March. I don't I don't even recall when this was. And then I was like, nope, I need a little bit more in these other target areas. And again, we build sales development teams for various companies, so I have a lot of data needs across different industries and segments. So anyway, that makes a lot of sense. Good good to hear a little bit about the company and where you're at. But tell us about the secret sauce. Um, Like, What are you doing today that other SDRs are not doing that allows you to book 40, 60 meetings a month? Um, Why can't every SDR book? (laughs)
1: <laughs> um, yeah so I mean I think part of it is you know just being um, having the drive and, and work ethic I mean I'm sure anybody that you've had on your podcast Tito they, they put in a little bit extra um, work in they're not just doing you know the nine to five or eight to five they're putting a little extra effort in um, I'm here doing this podcast at the office at 9.15 at night, for example, um, yeah. on, on the on the East Coast. So, um, you know, I, I was recording videos and sending them to prospects at like nine o'clock last Friday night um, and, and booking meetings from those videos. So, you know, part of it is just putting that little, that extra effort in, um, but also, you know, just being able to, in, in my messaging, whether it's, on you know, in videos, phone, email, LinkedIn, whatever, um, I think part of the special sauce is being able to get it down to the messaging so that your messaging is concise and it is adding value to your target buyer. And at the same time, it doesn't sound super salesy. It's instead of being salesy and all really professional, um, my messaging is really conversational and informal. Um, you know, I just talk like a human being, I just talk like you know, I would just talk to my buddy that I'm getting a beer with. Um, And I think that resonates with with people. I don't send an email with a bunch of bullet points and put regards at the end of the email and dear Tito at the top of the email. You know, I just try to like talk like a human being and, um, you know, and also get creative with some stuff too. Like I sent a video to some people, um, prospects in Atlanta, and I recorded myself lip syncing to the song by Ludacris, Welcome to Atlanta. And I had a Dominique Wilkins throwback Hawks jersey on like I'm just trying I just try to do different stuff that's creative that maybe other people are a little bit afraid to kind of you know they 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 need to be formal and professional but you know right. we have kind of the freedom here being a new startup and working with somebody like Ryan O'Hara who you know is a little wacky and creative to himself so you know you're able to kind of do some different things um, to be creative and, and have some good success.
0: That, that's really awesome Um, and and tell us like how you got there because like executing to the level that you're executing, um, doesn't just come naturally. Right? Like I've, I've hired over a hundred STRs myself through my career as a, as an STR leader. And I get a lot of like young people who come out of college They're like, Oh, I have 32 ideas that we should do. Um, and then they fail to execute or they don't have the business acumen or whatever. Um, that I have people who like you know learn some stuff about SDR for six months and then like they just try to do that for the rest of the the time that they're there and it, it, they stole their learning so mm-hmm. tell us about your career tra- trajectory how you got to where you are today and and yeah what's giving you that edge
1: yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, like a lot of it, like you said, it's a lot of trial and error, you know, I didn't, I didn't just come in, you know, to be an SDR six months ago and have a bunch of ideas and then just try different stuff. Like, um, I've been in, you know, I've been in sales since I got out of college. I'm 32 right now. Um, so I think that's part of having a little bit of an edge. Most people that are SDRs, you know, they're wide eyed, bushy tailed kids out of college and, and, you know, don't have much experience. So I've kind of had some trial and error over, um, 10 years um, doing, doing sales in, in various different roles. Um, and I'm sorry, what was the, what yeah, was no, the question? That,
0: that makes sense. T- 10 years, but like, t- tell us more, like if you can get a little bit more specific on, on the on the things that you've done, like, did do you work at uh, how many companies? Like, did you, okay, yeah. you, did you cold call? Did you, email? Mm-hmm. when was it the first time you did direct mail or video? Yeah. Um, how did that turn out? Like, how quickly did you figure out it was a good strategy? Like, All those things are, are fascinating to me.
1: Yeah, yeah, so I got started to get good at sales, um, had a really good sales manager. This is about three years ago. Um, I was actually working for a company similar to yours um, called Chameleon Group in New Hampshire. Um, they are an outsourced, third party, lead generation appointment setting firm uh, for a bunch of different tech companies. And before I took that job, I, yeah, I was like 27 and 28. And before I took that job, I was like, I, I didn't, ha- I wasn't have a lot of success at, at sales at previous jobs. I didn't even want to do sales anymore. Um, but I went in there and took the job anyways, had a really good sales manager um, named Tom Stewart. Um, and he did some call coaching with me and he had, we had our calls recorded and he took like three or four calls where I had conversations, but they didn't turn into meetings and, you know, there was like objections and stuff and, and he just played the calls and broke them down for me, would pause them um, and then and then say, hey, hear what you said right here. What if you had said this instead? Or what do you think about the way you said this right here? And, well, what if you had said this? And and we, we just broke down, you know, um, X's and O's, really broke it down and got in the weeds with, with like those four calls. And that half hour um, is probably the single thing that got me better at sales more than anything. Um, so that that helped a lot to kind of get my confidence up to the level where I could actually do the job of being a BDR SDR. Because um, that month, that was my like second third month there. That was the first month I hit quota um, as a BDR, and then I hit it six the next six months in a row, and eight out of the next ten months, and you know kind of the rest is history. And that was before I even started doing anything on LinkedIn. Then after that is when I started to you know be really be able to learn um, all the different stuff out there by you know, reading podcasts and books and, and, and blogs and stuff like that, um, to be able to learn and and do some of the social selling stuff that I've gone on to do from there.
0: Right. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it seems like, you know, after having somebody who can coach you and train you and enable you and can give you a framework to follow, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of like lit up a, a light bulb and, uh, and now, now you're so good at it. Tell us a little bit about your current outreach. Like, you you mentioned video yep um what does that look like or sound like or what do you bring attention to right is it just the same pitch over and over again regardless of the medium or what do you think about when you're putting these together
1: yeah i mean i i try to make um try to make the videos personalized um you know as, as much as i can um you know, look at people's Twitter um, profiles, because usually people will put, you know, more, th- they'll put more personal things um, about them, like hobbies and stuff on their Twitter or favorite sports teams and stuff than they than they will on their LinkedIn. So one prospect just the other day, I shot a video um, and it said that um, he's he's into biking. So I shot a video with me sitting on, on my bicycle, um, you know, so just you know, little things like that. Um, you know, I have a, I have, I have, a collection of NBA throwback jerseys. So, um, whatever city that they, the, the prospect is in, I probably have a throwback jersey, you know, so if they're in Atlanta, I can wear my Dominique Wilkins throwback jersey. If they're in Portland, I have a Clyde Drexler throwback jersey that I'll wear, um, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, but I just try to, um, again, regardless of, you know, if it's video or email phone, whatever the medium is, I just try to, um, you know, be concise, any video, it's under a minute. And um, I just try to, you know, be not salesy and, and not super professional, just conversational. Um, and, and just kind of convey the, the the value that that lead IQ brings. And also, I try to really figure out the context. And, and so a lot of what I do at lead IQ is like, I can try to just have a kind of a random, like, without any context message of I don't know what any of the tools are that the client is using currently, but I try to figure out, um, based on, you know, if I'll I'll look in Salesforce and see if we've had conversations with that company in the past, maybe there's some notes in there and I can tell what some of their other tools are that they're using. And then I can kind of, um, be able to tailor the conversation that way.
0: Yeah. I mean that, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think that's awesome. I, uh, I kind of want to buy jerseys from all the sports teams around the nation. Because if You're <laughs> doing, dude. Yeah, if, even if they're cheap ones, like I'll buy them on Amazon. Doesn't matter. But like, if you're, uh, whatever. Like, if you're in North Carolina and I'm with my like Panthers, uh, you know, football jersey. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Like that yeah. creates a connection. They're like, oh, you're also from North Carolina. it Just it feels more homey. It feels like, oh, like we're similar already in one way. Let's see what you have to say, right? Because. Isn't it, isn't it like I I tell a lot of people that I think we're in the humanization of sales development, right? Like it's funny how things are today, but look at like zoom. Like every time I hop on a zoom meeting, I now turn on my camera. Like mm-hmm. five years ago, the technology wasn't there. Like doing a go-to meeting was like a big deal. Like, Oh, let's share faces. It was like, Ooh, mm-hmm. want to share faces. It was like, I would, if I was talking to somebody across the country, I'd just talk to them on the phone and it would be a voice. And then hopefully I'd go visit. But but today we're so much more human because I can mm. see you and I can see your expressions and, and we can yeah. talk. And it also happens in sales development. Like, it was all these emails before, and now we're getting some videos. And like, the voices, like, still on the phone, and you might sound a little bit of a stranger, but like, if you send me direct mail, it's like, wait a second, somebody sent me a, a, a basketball jersey, like a throwback jersey from like 10 years ago? Like, oh, yeah. So Holy shit, like, you know, I love biking and there's a biking video. It's like, mm-hmm. you're a human looking for a human connection. And that humanization of sales, I think, is what's driving performance today. Because we're all tired of being thrown into, like, haven't we all gone to freaking conferences and gone into marketing automation flows that we hate? Oh, yeah. Like, we hate that. I don't know anyone mm-hmm. who likes that. And you're doing the complete opposite. You're mm-hmm. showing that you're human and this is not just a sequence.
1: Yep. Not yeah. Not just yeah.
0: some drip right?
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, you try to humanize the process and you know, one, another way I try to do that is like, I'll look at mutual connections that I have with a prospect. And like today I was crafting an email to a prospect and I clicked mutual connections and I saw Cole Fox was a mutual connection. He used to sell for lead IQ. I saw so-and-so was a mutual connection and she's a customer of ours. So I can just kind of like pull those things out and you know, so-and-so is a, um, so and so is a mutual connection, and they made a post on on LinkedIn about how they did a demo with us, and it went really well in recommending and recommending and stuff like that so that's three different emails in, in a sequence that I can use, and those are all you know personalized and not, and to that person it's going to seem really personalized and not just like part of some some drip campaign um, but another thing that i've been doing to kind of like break the break the monotony of like you know every call and, and email kind of being the same is and i did a video about this the other day on 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 linkedin was i'll in my in my voicemail because everybody's voicemail sounds the same and you know you just say your your quick value prop here's my name company name phone number and stuff i actually i've been doing this thing where in my voice at the end of the voicemail i say i'm going to also send you an, an email right now with a dancing banana here's my phone number then in the then they check their email and yeah i have like value prop whatever some context around you know why i'm trying to reach out to them And then, but the bottom of the email, there's going to be a dancing banana gif. So it's like, it's the dancing banana gif has nothing to do with lead IQ, but it's a pattern interrupt because as a buyer, psychologically, you're the, the prospect is just used to getting all these voicemails that all sound the same, seeing emails that all are the same. They see a dancing banana or they hear a dancing banana in, in the voicemail. And then that's going to stand out. And that's going to be the one voicemail that they heard all day or the one email that they saw all day that actually was like different. So. You know, Dude. I just try to do the different stuff like that to stand out.
0: I love that. I think, <laughs> I think that my voicemails are going to start now with like, hey, but John. But if you
1: do it too, then it won't work for me. So don't, don't do that.
0: <laughs> I, I guess I won't do a dancing banana. What, what, what do I do? I, uh, you can do
1: something something else though.
0: <laughs> yeah. But, but here's what I'm imagining, right? So if you're prospecting me, right, and you leave me a voice that was like, hey, Tito, I'm sending you a dancing banana right now via email. Um, and the reason I was reaching out is because X, and I think it it would benefit your business, right? Uh, because I saw that you uh, build sales on teams and you need better data and just better phone numbers and emails. I'm sure that if we can improve that, that'd be beneficial to your team. Uh, hopefully you can uh, reach back out to me, just re- respond to my dancing banana email or call me at blah, blah, blah. And then I get an uh, an email that says, like I would wait maybe three to three hours or so. And the reason for that is like, they might not check their voicemail immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would send an email with a subject dancing banana. Yep. Right. And then it would be like, hi Tito, hope you got my voicemail. Mm-hmm. Uh, in case, uh, or like in case you want, need a reminder about how we can partner up with Alt sales one, two, three, four, five, six, here's what we do, or whatever. Oh, or yeah. here's here's what I know about you, here's why it matters, right? Why you, why now?
1: Yep. Um, it's, it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different by than all the other voicemails and emails that they got. Right. Like and, and when, I I sent, when I sent when I sent that, that video of uh the the welcome to Atlanta video to those prospects in Atlanta, uh, the subject line says made you a rap video. Like who's not gonna open that email? Made you a rap video, and then you, you click and you can see me like lip syncing to welcome to Atlanta with the the Hawks jersey on, so you know, it's just it's just different than what trying to stand out, um, break through the noise, you know.
0: <laughs> That's incredible, man. Um, and it's also, but but it's hard sometimes, right? So like, if you're if you're an SDR who just started his job one month ago, mm-hmm. would you want? Would you just give him all the tools to do all these things? Or like, well, I think my my biggest challenge is like, if you're a new SDR. You haven't even learned the workflow. Like, tell us yeah. about your activities. How many calls do you make per day? How many emails do you send per day? Mm-hmm. And it seems like these are quite personalized, right? So, like.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I am. What I've been doing is much lower volume um, and just like hyper targeted, and um, personal personalization. So I'm really being targeted with the companies that I'm going after in the contacts at those companies and and having some type of context um, around it. So maybe there are people that ha- that I saw viewed my LinkedIn profile, um, or maybe there's somebody who liked one of my videos or liked one of Ryan O'Hara's videos or something. Um, you know, there's maybe some, some interest there that I know of that in that way, or, you know, maybe we had a, an opportunity with them a year ago before our product is as good as it, as it is now. Um, so there's some type of context where I know that they're using, you know, one of our competitors that we have some really good differentiators on. So I'm, I'm wrapping that context in there. Um, and yeah, I forget where I was going with that. Maybe you can edit that part. Um, what was the question again?
0: <laughs> so no, it was, it was about the new SDR. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right. if you're, if
1: you're new though, if you're new, I mean, like i would i wouldn't do all this like really cr- super creative stuff i mean like i I've, I've been doing this for a while you know so i've i've just like done a lot of trial and error kind of stuff to figure out like you know when to kind of like how how to be able to do this creative stuff like that um, right. but as a new SDR if you're just like one month in i mean i would just be focusing on really getting you know knowing your customer figuring out what makes your your buyer your prospect tick what's going on in their world Uh, what their challenges are, what their pain points are, what their problems are, really being able to figure out, you know, all know your customer, know your product, know why the hell they would know know why they should care about your product, get your value prop down, your differentiators down, Um, be able to say, speak that language of your buyer in a really concise, you know, non-salesy, you know, uh, conversational informal way just get that right. down and be able to get your messaging down on on all channels and then worry about the creative stuff later but get get the, get cool. the basic down first
0: so so you're saying lower volume right and it's funny because when you say that I've uh, the range of volume that I see across teams like some people's like oh no we're very high volume i'm like oh yeah like how many calls you're making but they're like i'm like at 45 i'm like <laughs> That's wait, not wait. that high. <laughs> you mean 45 has high volume? Like, we make 120 a day. Like, what? Mm-hmm. what is that, right? So when you say low volume, yep. how many calls, how many emails? Like, sure. you can give us a week mm-hmm. since not every day is going to be the same. Sure. Like on your average, how many calls, how many emails, how many videos, how many – like, what What does that look like?
1: Yeah, so I would say on a, on a given day, it's maybe around 20, 25 calls that I'm making. Um, and emails – Probably about twenty-five emails a day, uh, maybe like three or four in-mails a day, um, and and then I'm you know chatting with people on LinkedIn that I'm already connected to. Um, that's another you know part that I have like six thousand five hundred connections. Um, probably a lot more than most SDRs, um, uh, but there's an SDR at Gong that has like way more than me, um, it's like, it's like eight thousand three hundred or something. Um, so that that's part of it, you know, chatting with people on LinkedIn, probably like, I don't know, 20 LinkedIn messages to first degree connections a day. Um, and then maybe like a couple of direct mail things that I'll that I'll do per week and maybe three videos that I'll do per day, you know, so in, you know, it, it, right. in total, it's, you know, like 20, 20 calls, 20 emails, something like that a day, um, maybe 25. So it's, it's, you know, definitely on the lower volume, but really targeted and personalized with with all the outreach.
0: Yeah, sounds interesting. And, and for you, it's a combination of all channels, right? You're talking about your LinkedIn connections and so on. Um, yeah, I think I think my LinkedIn connections are also around like 8,000 or 9,000 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it depends. You you, It's not just about adding anybody and everybody, right? The question is, can you keep your network relevant to your content, right? So it's funny, yep. for both you and I, like our, our network is, Overlaps a lot actually like because you're yeah. selling to sales and sales development leaders and marketing And we're mm-hmm. also like well, you're selling the data. We're selling the appointments, right? We're like, hey We can help mm-hmm. your team get better uh, through both consulting and outsourcing and all that mm-hmm. um, But like I get people to add me from All parts of the world like I get a bunch of connections from India like as a as a big market and mm-hmm. I, I Look at their profiles and like most of the time. I'm like well unless you're like doing sales development for a very important company I'm gonna reject because you must be just a data researcher trying to get my connect. I'm then have access to my email. I mean I get prospect. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not connecting to you, right? Yeah. Um how how are you growing your LinkedIn network? I like, do you think very strategically about it? Uh how much do you engage there? It seems like you're you're doing much more social than any mm-hmm. of the other STRs that I've talked to. And it's also you've built this brand for ten years, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And um, one, one thing that we're able to do with Lead IQ, you can click and be able to get anybody that's liked one of your LinkedIn posts and then be able to just import them right into your, you know, CRM or whatever. So I, one thing when I'm prospecting is I'll, I'll kind of look at that too You know I'll see who viewed my profile. I'll see who liked my posts, stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've just been, I've just built my network over, you know, it's taken some time, you know, I've had LinkedIn for, you know, seven years or whatever, um, but haven't really been on there a lot for, you know, it's been like three or four years. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just connecting. Like the, my last company was a real, was a pretty big company. So it was Navisite, but it was owned by Spectrum enterprise, which is a you know, fortune 100 company. And I connected, I, I connected with pretty much everybody. I mean, like anybody that was in sales marketing, whatever. Um, and then outside of the company, you know, I was just trying to connect with other people that were in, you know, sales development, business development. Um, my last company, I was connected with a lot of people that were in IT, IT, IT directors, CIOs, chief information security officers, IT managers, because that's who I was selling to. Um, you know, so I've, I've just, you know, been able to connect with a lot of people in, you know, similar roles. If they're, you know, VP of sales or whatever, and they're people that, you know, I, I might be able to just help out and, you know, they we can help out each other um, if we're both SDRs or You know, we're both, you know, in sales development, business development, you know, you never know how you can help each other out. And I just try to grow my network and build my brand that way. You know, somebody like shares one of my posts or likes one of my posts or comments or something. I'll just, you know, send a quick, you know, connection request request that way and always uh, always personalizing it. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, just over time, you're just able to build the network and build your brand.
0: What's something that you would recommend other SDRs to? Right, you said you you personalize a lot. You have a great business acumen. You're like, you know, humanizing this development process by jerseys and bikes and some videos and things like that. But, you know, if I'm a newbie SDR, I just started my job, second week, bumped into Tito's post, watching you right now. What's your biggest recommendation for? Other than you should, of course buy the IQ so you can get at least the data too <laughs> to <laughs> yeah big down salesy. outside that IQ right what, What'd you recommend? Yeah,
1: I mean, you know if it's just your second week, you know like I said, I mean your first month, even you know first two or three months as an SDR if you if you don't really have much sales experience, you know just get the basics down first. you know worry about social selling stuff, posting on LinkedIn, worry about doing that kind of stuff later. You know, don't even, I wouldn't even really do videos, you know, don't worry about doing videos or direct mail or do any creative, you know, kind of stuff. Don't go break dancing at the AAISP, um, you know, leadership summit banquet, like I did in front of 800 people, um, wearing a crazy flamingo suit. Um, you know, during your first couple months, just, just get the basics down, get good at, you know, messaging on your calls and emails, you know, nail your value prop, nail your differentiators, know your, know your customer, know why the hell they should care. Um, you know, and to be able to get that that knowledge, you know, read some books, read, you know, listen to podcasts. The the best way I was able to really um, get good at my last job. I know you posted. Um, you know, you're looking to um, find some SDRs that were good at selling to like IT and technical people. You know, IT directors and CIOs and stuff like that. Number one way I was able to get good at doing that, selling to IT people um because i didn't have an it background like i'm talking to people that have that have been in it for 10 20 years like how the hell am i supposed to be able to like you know have a meaningful conversation with these people um right. number one way was cxo talk um cxotalk.com is the number one podcast for they interview cios ctos technology thought leaders um from you know companies like sap and oracle and stuff and you know um it It's like a 40, you know, 45 minute episodes and that listen, I probably listened to, I probably watched at least 50 episodes of that, um, during like a one year span when I was an SDR selling to it people. And that did more for my business acumen than anything else It, you know, you're able to really understand the world of a CIO, it director, what's going on technology, how these CIOs are trying to align technology with the business. Um, because it really ends up being a business conversation, not necessarily about, you know, servers and networking switches and stuff. It's really, you know, more of the holistic big picture that how is that technology impacting the business? Um, So I was able to really gain that knowledge by checking out that podcast. So um, get the basics down, but then really take take your knowledge an extra step with your business acumen and and check out books and podcasts and blogs that are relevant to your buyer and relevant to your industry.
0: Right, exactly. Yeah, that seems like a really good idea, right? Figure out not only... What helps you be a better s d r but what is currently your target market focusing on who are they reading uh who are they listening to, and can you listen to the same to learn the uh, a a better understanding or get a better understanding of how do they talk what do they talk about what's their pace of of speech like even those patterns are interesting right. When you call to a VP of sales like something we do is like I might call you and be like hey John this is Tito with Alti sales you have 2 minutes right I'm like no I'm busy I'm like come on man I'm a sales guy you're a sales guy too give give me 2 minutes and they're like <laughs> fuck yeah that's amazing yes right yeah. pitch me I've, mm-hmm. I've I've had VPs of sales tell me pitch me because they know mm-hmm. I'm calling to pitch them something right Oh yeah okay yeah of course. It now but but like you try that with an engineer and you'll get shut down so mm-hmm. bad they'll be so pissed if you're like come on you're an engineer like i'm a sales guy like give me two hands.
1: <laughs> yeah they'll they'll just hang up on you
0: yeah they got to be, be able to talk
1: their language and speak you know speak their language um, exactly you know so by watching like a podcast like that then i then I'm, when i'm talking to an it director for a healthcare you know hospital you know instead of just like trying to pitch my product i'm talking about hey you know i know what's going on you know at, at hospitals how instead of just traditional healthcare, you're doing like value-based healthcare and population health and stuff like that. Like most SDRs calling a hospital have no idea what the hell population health and value-based, value-based healthcare is and how artificial intelligence is impacting health, the healthcare industry. But I'm able to have that conversation and you know, because I watched that podcast and now that guy's like, whoa, okay, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll engage in a conversation because this person's actually able to, to talk on my level. Right.
0: So it seems like what you're talking about is like what's going away is, is mindless, mindless prospecting, right? Like the fact of like just throwing thousands of people on a sequence, right? It's almost like the old – like what, what's coming through my mind right now is it used to be that like you would just send mass emails with like, hey there, to everybody. And then some genius guy came up with this idea of like, oh, what if we use their name as a variable? And we say, hi, Jeremy, and hi, Tito. <laughs> right? And then I bet that when they started that, like, open rates and response rates through the roof, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, cool, like, oh, what if we, like, improve the design? And then, like, everybody, beautiful design and better response rates, right? And then they were like, wait a second, now everybody knows that design means mass email, so let's take the design away. And it's just been, it's been the evolution. And what's happening Mm -hmm. today is, like, if you're just, even if your email looks very one-to-one, but it's like, hey, John, and Value prop close. Mm. Everybody reads through that in a, in a heartbeat, and now you gotta you gotta humanize it. You gotta show them that they're, we're not part of an automation campaign, right? The AI, oh yeah, this AI is selling me. Like nobody wants to be sold by AI. They wanna have a human con- connection with somebody who speaks their language. I can actually I've actually done enough research to provide them value, rather than I'm a sales rep who just wants to sell as much as I can so I, so I can pay my bills. So let me throw you. As a as a prospect into into some automation bullshit that you know will bring you nothing but might bring me a client, right? Feels like a scam yeah. at this point. Yeah, um, and
1: that's why that's why LinkedIn helps so much to kind of you know bring the human element to it, so that you know your prospect um, you know actually knows who you are. And a lot of times I'm reaching out to people who I'm already connected to, or um, I'll reference number of connections I have. Somebody that I'm prospecting right now. Um, who I have over seven hundred mutual connections with um, you know so the wow. subject the subject line of the email that I sent him was seven hundred and twenty seven mutual connections um, you know so it just makes it a, a lot easier to kind of break through through the noise when you know you can just kind of reference hey notice you're connected to so and so they're they're a customer of ours you know here's something that that person posted on on LinkedIn about us and um, you know, it just makes it more more personal that way. And that person awesome. um, that that I have seven hundred and twenty seven mutual connections with, um, I it was the company's sixteenth anniversary as a company um, the other day, and I sent them a six, a, a, a cake. I, I mailed them a cake. I looked up a baker a um, a bakery that was nearby where their office is, and I had a cake delivered. Um, that said happy 16th anniversary so um you know some some of the things you can do to to get creative and and break through the noise
0: that's incredible um i hope not all my connections will get prospected by you (laughs) i see we're uh you know we're working with tito on uh, your connection but anyway no that's cool i think that's a creative way to go find more prospects right um, if you're building your own lists and like trying to sell your products. And again, you're at a startup. So let's dive a little bit deeper into the company, right? How many SDRs are the company? How many AEs? What's your structure like? And what's your price point for the product, right? Because again, like I've had some people on the podcast that are selling, you know, deals that are like 300 grand at a minimum. And they're like, mm-hmm. like they hear 69 meetings. And it's not only like ridiculously high, but also unrealistic, right? Their goal is to get four or three. Right. So yep. If they get seven, they're good. So let's give them some mm-hmm. context. Like, what's your average contract value? Um, how many SDRs? How many AEs that the company? How's this structure?
1: Yeah. So we're um we're a pretty small team, um lean and mean team, and and we're hiring right now. Um, so anybody watching who wants to work for Lead IQ, uh, right now we we actually only have I'm the only SDR. We had two, but she just uh, recently left the company. Um, and we have two account executives. So, you know, but it's basically, you know, two and two, um, AEs and and SDRs. Um, but we're hiring and looking to scale and and grow the team. Um, and as far as, you know, average deal size, um, I would, I would say, I mean, it's probably like the minimum is the minimum deal size is like four or 500 MRR. Um, but that's for like a, a really small team, like the minimum team size we have is three users um but a lot of times we're we're closing deals with teams that are 25 50 100 users you know 200 users um in which case it would be a, you know up to 5 or 10 grand mrr so it just depends on the size of the company
0: right but yeah it that's awesome could be
1: in most cases at least one 1k mrr
0: right exactly yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. That's uh, so on
1: the on the smaller end, you know, it's you know, on the, they're a smaller, shorter sales cycle, and um, you know, fairly fairly on the smaller end in terms of deal size.
0: Right. So you booked sixty nine meetings. You have two AES. That's a ton. Like that keeps them busy the, the whole month. Yeah. Yeah.
1: They're, they're busy. And, uh, you know, so sometimes it's a a struggle because their calendars are so full that I'm, I want to book a meeting. I want, you know, I don't want it to be having to book it out like two weeks later because their calendars are so full. So it's kind of, I'm trying to balance that out and get them get the meetings to happen as soon as I can, you know, could strike while the iron is hot, while the prospect is interested, you want to get them on that demo as soon as possible.
0: Right. Let's talk a little bit about tools. So of course you use your own for your data, lead IQ, but what, what are some other um, tools that you're using to get better? You talked a little bit about video and, and other mm-hmm. stuff. So what's your day to day like when it, when it comes to tools?
1: Yeah, so we use Salesforce, Sales Navigator. Um, Sales Navigator is you know, really important to my workflow. Um, i probably look at my people. Also people have, people have viewed my profile at least three or four times a day. Um, and be, being able to like build targeted lists using Sales Navigator and then use LeadIQ to, to get the data and, and import it into um, Salesforce um, is, is huge. Um, we, we actually use both um, Outreach and Sales Loft here um, because we integrate with both. So when we do demos, we need to be able to like demo with either depending on what the customer has, if they have Sales Loft or Outreach. Um, so we have the ability to use both. Um, and we also use Vidyard um, for video too.
0: Cool. That, uh, that sounds great. Seems like mm-hmm. a cool, cool tool set there. Um, cool, man. You know, this, this has been a really fun half an hour. Um, last couple of things to, to think about is, you know, favorite incentives or spiffs or things that you think are cool for SDRs to, like, what's kept you as an SDR for so long, right? Of course, you're really good at it. You have a passion for it. You're a lifelong learner, and you're just like, every day, I feel like, regardless of what you would do in, in your world, be getting better every day but you become a master of this craft um what do you think gets people to become masters of their craft like you are um incentives spiffs ideas mindsets like what's what's the secret to success
1: yeah i mean i think as far as like incentives um personally i'm i'm pretty money vote motivated um like a previous job that i had uh, we had monthly spiffs where you could either get um, time off, like leave, leave work early on a Friday and get like half days on Fridays or the whole day off on a Friday. And I didn't really care about that. I was like, well, yeah, but then, you know, I won't, my numbers will be lower if I, if I'm not, you know, in there on, on a Friday and I wanted to be number one every month and have more meetings than the other BDRs there. Um, You know, so I, I was more motivated by, by the money um, than like getting, getting time off. So, you know, really like any, any incentives related to more, more higher commissions, or I'm also motivated by, um, by moving up, um, you know, in, in promotions and stuff like that. So my last job, I was a BDR and then I got promoted to a channel sales manager. So that, you know, that was something that motivated me as well.
0: That's awesome. Cool, man. Good stuff. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Um, where should people find you? Should they connect with you on LinkedIn? Should they, uh, I don't know. Where, if they have any questions about today, how do they reach out to you?
1: Yeah, they can email me, Jeremy at LeadIQ.com. They can find me on LinkedIn. Um, if they're not already one of my 6,500 connections, they can just look me up, just uh, type my name in LinkedIn. Um, on Twitter, um, it's actually the last name and then the first name because apparently there's already somebody on Twitter with the handle at Jeremy Levier, So I had to put at Levier Jeremy for my, uh, for my Twitter handle. Uh, but you can find me any of those places
0: cool man good stuff thanks so much for the time this was uh this was a lot of fun i appreciate it
1: thanks tito great talking to you thanks for having me on have a good one